0: He's been really uh, consistent, uh, physical, available, which is your best ability is availability. Just been a a guy that you can count on. Really dependable, tough, physical. Does a lot of the little things right. And uh, he plays really strong behind his pads and has always fallen forward. So those are the reasons why he's created opportunity for himself. And, again, we've had some guys that are limited you know, here and there, nothing uh, you know, long term, but that's created an opportunity for him. He's taken, he's taken advantage of it. You know, I think that's the biggest thing, not an indictment on really anybody else, uh, other than it's a statement to, to really what he's done uh, with the work that he's put in and his productivity with the opportunities he's been, he's been given. That was.
1: University of Oklahoma head football coach, Brent Venables. Who's he talking about?
2: Tawie Walker is Ah. who he's talking about. Uh, Dependability. His best ability is his availability. So not being at every single practice, it feels like Tawi Walker, he's been the running back that's always been available and maybe the most dependable back that they've had. So far, this training camp, he's really talented, but you just heard Brent say that like, they can trust him and he's always available and not dinged up or hurt.
1: Yeah. Um, one of my favorite parts of football practice at the University of Oklahoma is listening to running backs coach DeMarco Murray yell at his players nonstop. He may be the most brutal coach out there. He really may be. Uh. He's taken a, a page out of uh, Kevin Wilson's book, who, who was there when DeMarco was there. He's brutal. Is
2: he loud and he, and he cuts deep with the words that he uses? Is that a fair? Loud.
1: Cuts deep. Challenges the very existence of the player right there in front of everyone. Uh, it's pretty good. It's impressive. You could tell he's been around the football field a long time. But... The one guy you never hear that about and who he's always praising is Tolly Walker. Always. So, I mean, it stands to reason. They trust him. He does the right thing. His coach uh, loves him because of that. He's He's dependable. I mean, he obviously is not a... A first round draft pick type of running back. He is, he is a, he kind of fits a need a little bit more. He's got some versatility. I don't want to say that he doesn't, but uh, his style is more of a thumper between the tackles. He's a more than willing blocker whenever it comes to pass protection. Like that gets you a long way.
2: Well, yeah, if, it, it, and I think it's going to get him a long way this year, and especially in a game like this on Saturday. We just heard from Butch that they're going to play a lot of true freshmen. You know, I, I I think Marcus Major can have a really big day. I think the other backs that they play can have a, a really big day, but if Arkansas State's going to have some freshmen out there, Tawie Walker is just an absolutely terrible matchup for those guys. Like With, with the weather situation, what it's going to be, he is the oar at the starting running back. He knows he's got a chance to really put himself in a position to get a lot of carries this year. Just his overall body style, how it is. Tawie Walker's going to have a massive day on Saturday, dude. That's that's happening.
1: Um, I Already, I don't know who it is, but I feel bad for one or multiple players on Arkansas State's defense.
2: He's going to destroy uh, someone.
1: Especially if there's some young cats out there, welcome to big boy football. It's like, who's that running back in the backfield that's like 5'10"? He's probably not going to be a problem. Wrong. Wrong. He's going to run through someone's chest.
2: (laughs) Yes, he is. That's going to be amazing. And there will be some business decisions being made uh, after that play that we are uh, talking about. You were going to the see old, a direct effect of the Arkansas State defense and their tackling abilities against Talwee Walker after that play.
1: The old Olay, uh, let yes. someone else take it, go diving in at an ankle perhaps. like Roger yeah.
2: Dorn over there at third base feeling the ground ball after he does that to somebody.
1: Yeah, going to look like the dude that uh, Clowney hit on that one Oof. play. Was that Oof.
2: Michigan running back? That was a Michigan running back in the bowl yeah. game, yes.
1: Yeah. No, I, he – He's, I don't, it may have sounded like I'm downplaying his running ability whenever I was talking about him there. I'm not. I think he, I think he's really good. I think he's got good shake whenever he gets out into some space. Um, but let's be honest, he's, he's not Solchuk. Solchuk's going to be better in space than he is. Um, I, Barnes is going to be better in space. Hell, all of them may be better in space, but the dude serves a very critical purpose, and, you know, because of his build, you know, he is he is incredibly durable. He just looks so thick and so big-boned, and his lower half is just in, incredibly muscular. So I'm excited for him. I think it's awesome, and, you know, he's done it the right way. He's put in a ton of hard work. Walk on. So to be able to earn that for him, I think that's a guy you
2: can easily root for. And it just so happens that I am rooting for him uh, this Saturday. So maybe uh, let, let me get to a few texts and I'll move on to Dylan Gabriel because something interesting was said last night and it was said again today at the press conference. 580, maybe Talwee Walker can get a bowling ball endorsement after the game. Yeah. I like the idea of that. 918, I think Talwee is a perfect third quarterback. Let him roll out of halftime fresh. Bust some heads, fourth quarter rolls around, and you'll have dudes ready Mm. for the clock to uh, hit zero.
1: Yes, you will. I, you know, just sitting here thinking about it, um, Tawi, Gavin Freeman, how many walk-on or um, previous walk-on players are there in the two deep for Oklahoma?
2: Well, is it, I mean, is it Justin, just those Justin Harrington, I mean, technically counts. Yeah. He was a walk-on, yeah. right? That's right. Let me uh, – I we're don't just, think – We're just talking about a walk-on at OU, right? Because I don't know if –
1: Right, yeah, like yeah, Connor yeah, yeah.
2: Neer or Troy Everett were, were you know walk-on where they previously came from. I uh, think
1: that's it. But, I mean, still, that's – it's hard. Drake? It's hard yeah, at said those – you know, No, I said Gavin. Drake, that is correct. Yeah, yep. um,
2: okay, there's another –
1: I mean, it's it's not easy at a at a place like Oklahoma, especially at those two positions, running back and wide receiver, to start as a walk on and end up being a, a starter or on the two deep.
2: Yeah, they've got a few of them that are gonna that are gonna start this year. Um, okay, so I was watching you guys with Brent Vittables last night, and the comment was made to Brent about this being Dylan Gabriel's final year at OU. Now, we all think Mm -hmm. that that's going to be the case, but technically he has another year of eligibility. And when that was said, Brent really didn't push back or or, or say anything about that. In fact, he said that himself at the press conference today. So I I find that interesting. And, again, I think we all believe that this is Dylan Gabriel's last year. He'll go off to the NFL, and Jackson Arnold's your starter in the SEC, but – does that make you think that the decision has already been made because that's like, him saying that at the podium today was like, something that I did not think that we'd hear uh, today before game one
1: yeah, I don't know I don't know how they I don't know how they came to that um, Dylan Gabriel came back last year I mean there was a there was a bit of a delayed you know announcement for for Dylan Gabriel um i he's listed i'm looking at the depth chart right now he's listed as a redshirt senior and that listing suggests that he does not have another year but i i don't know i mean we've always thought that he did and assumed that he did but i don't know
2: medical redshirt in a covid year i think is what we factored into that that he would have I, one more year of eligibility. If,
1: I wonder if you take a if you take a red shirt year after the COVID year if the COVID year is no longer valid. Does that make sense? It like ma- you can't carry that over it makes, after a
2: I mean it makes sense logically. I've just it's been hard to keep track of the past three years because it feels like everyone always has an extra year of eligibility remaining that we didn't know about.
1: But you know, Toby said it last night at Rudy's. You know, pretty matter-of-factly, and Coach Venables did. I mean, there was no pushback or anything whenever Toby said that. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Honestly, and he
2: said it today. I mean, it yeah, said it today.
1: So either he doesn't have eligibility, or. The decision's already been made that Dylan Gabriel said, I'm going to come back, I'm going to give it one more go, and then I'm out of here after this year. I I just, I guess I don't know how that all unfolded.
2: Lindsay says, feeling like walk-ons are a strategy with the staff. They want to challenge those that never sat the bench. Absolutely. Yeah, and and Brent's been pretty clear. Really good players. And Brent's been saying this for 25 years, but uh, apparently he's telling the guys right now, like, my job is to recruit over you. My job yep. is to find a better player than you. Yep. Walk-on, yep. scholarship player, whatever.
1: Well, I know this. When when walk-ons, whenever there's good players, and they're typically more local, when good players who have some opportunity to go play elsewhere and they can choose between going on scholarship somewhere else and – walking on at Oklahoma, whenever you see multiple guys work them way work their way into either starting positions or positions where they play and they're a they're a role player on the team and they get to go play in, in these big games and these huge settings, I it becomes very clear what you're gonna do. Yeah. In that situation, right?
2: Yeah, Mike so gets I, us up I, on Twitter, by the way, and says Oh, you doesn't factor the COVID year on their roster. Many of the seniors have another year.
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe they threw their hands up works. and were
2: like, we can't keep track of it either. Whatever, you're a red shirt senior. If you come back, we just we don't have to change it next year.
1: Yeah, I don't know how it works, honestly, and I. This is one of those things I'm going to outsource to someone else and let them tell me what is, uh, is going to happen, and I'm not going to lose any sleep over it.
2: Uh, one other thing, uh, there's a lot that was said at the press conference today, but uh, Brent was asked about his wife, Julie, and he said, quote, Julie is doing good, probably looking at some point in time in the near future will probably have to do chemotherapy, but things have gone well up to this point, all things considered, In quotes. Yeah. So the last part of that makes you, ma- yeah, yeah, makes you makes you feel good about that. And I know a right. lot of people are going to wear pink on Saturday to show support for uh, Julie and the Venables family, which will be pretty cool.
1: Yes, yes, very good. Um, hmm. um We is, is there still going to be a bunch of pink in the? In the stands, what's the? Have you heard anything? I mean, else we're on selling
2: that? them on the uh, KREF store right now, kref.com, Pink T shirts to uh, support Mrs. V. Uh, I know nice. some others are selling pink uh, T shirts as well. So i I don't think it'll be a pink outs like Georgia had when, oddly enough, they played Arkansas State a few years ago. But I think you're going to look out in the crowd and see. Decent number of pink T-shirts on Saturday. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah you, you'll you'll definitely be able to tell that there was an effort by a good number of fans to to wear pink to this game.
1: Good, good. That'll be cool. That'll be very cool. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I guess the. As we sit right now, no change in the forecast. We're still looking at high 90s, 96, 97, 98 degrees.
2: Well, here's what I've learned uh, going to games over the years. The forecast may say 98. The feels-like temperature in that place is more like 128. Mm. Add Mm. about 30 degrees Mm. when you're packed Mm. in there. But you know what? It's watching a college football game. Who cares? We all love it. It's 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 all good. We we can uh, live through it for three hours or until halftime. If they're up forty-two nothing, I'll go to Campus Corner one way or the other. Right.
1: I saw like the um, the average through the first seven games with the new clock rules. I think saved like four minutes and I like, six or seven plays off of the each team's totals as opposed to the previous year's averages. So, hey.
2: So you're playing the Enders this weekend is what you're telling yeah. me.
1: There's a, there's a chance you'll be there four minutes less than you would have been last year. So you've got to enjoy that. All right, quick timeout. Hanging out at Bad Daddy's Burger Bar, 2050, 24th Avenue, right here in Norman. Been at this location for six years. TV's all over the place, watching sports in here, 24 beers on tap. And they do have the new Coop Sooner Schooner beer here as well. Uh, burgers are fantastic. They do have a gluten-friendly menu as well. So come
0: see us at Bad Daddy's Burger Bar. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KRF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. At Lander's CDJR of Norman, we are driven to serve. Make this the summer event with our best offers, like $9,000 off 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee L or lease a 2023 Jeep Renegade for two ninety nine dollars a month. Lander's CDJR of Norman, driven to serve. Attention all Sooner fans. Don't miss your chance to secure your seats for the 2023 Oklahoma football season today. Season tickets start at 400. 400- Weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.
2: Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of The Rush. Anyone in the mood for some good news? Anyone in the mood for some good news for someone that I know everyone respects and really appreciated last year? No. No? Okay. Well, then I won't tell you. I won't tell you then that Braden Willis just made the 53-man roster in San Francisco.
1: Yes, dude. That was the perfect place for him to go. I am thrilled for that young man. He was awesome last year, and, boy, uh, knew it at the time, but it's a harsh reality looking at it right now. We don't have anyone that's close to what he was last year at that spot.
2: Yeah, feels like Brent kind of said as much last yeah. night as well. Which, okay, so he, he made the 53-man today. Apparently, Carey Hyder, a defensive lineman, and Austin Bryant will be re-added to the Niners 53 tomorrow. So he's one of those bubble guys like that can't take a deep breath just you know quite yet. But it feels like if the Niners are going to take three tight ends, then he'll be the third tight end that they take. There's nice. another tight end that's currently on the 53, Ross Dwelly. Apparently he's the fourth string guy at that spot. So if the Niners want to take three tight ends, then Willis makes the 53.
1: Well, yeah, I don't know that other guy, but in my opinion, he sucks and they should cut him and keep Braden Willis.
2: Mm-hmm. And Kerry Hyder, who they're going to add tomorrow, that's a Texas Tech, former Tech defensive lineman. Guy, he's been in the league like 10 years.
1: Man, that is one interesting thing, though. Whenever it comes to, like, just the overall offense, not necessarily personnel, just just more philosophy and style, I'm curious to see how we end up differing from what we were last year because of the H-back position, the the tight end that's off the ball, the move tight end, Brain Willis lined up at, at fullback. He lined up as a wing. Uh, he would go in motion and run split zone. He would line up in the backfield and we'd run ISO, we'd run split zone, we'd run power O, uh, we'd run spider pass and stuff like that. Like You just typically don't see a whole lot of, I don't know if they've just burned that part of the playbook or you know, have another guy fill in that role and, and just go with it until they develop and and hopefully get to the point of where I, Brady Willis was. I, I uh,
2: I'm optimistic about this offense, but if you had him on the offense this year then yeah man, I'm I am i am really optimistic. Tight end today, Stogner is tight in he's your starter. Yeah. Blake Smith is your second team tight end. Backup tight end. That's right, six four two fifty six, red shirt junior, Blake Smith. There you go. And then Josh fanuel and Cade McIntyre, or are the uh, oars at thirteen? Yeah.
1: I know they like they like the McIntyre kid. Um, just just a a little young and a little light, yeah, you know, on the back end for six, what three, they're two, asking 25. those guys to do. Yeah. yeah, he's lean, but I'll tell you this, man. Uh, I was watching it. He looks pretty good whenever he splits out at tight end and and running routes and stuff. He can move pretty good.
2: Rouse at left tackle, Savion Bird at left guard, Raym at center, McCade at Mattire at right guard, uh, Guyton at right tackle. Man, all the way back before training camp even started, Levy mentioned four of those guys being a starter. The only one he didn't mention is Savion Bird. Feels like they were just waiting for him to take the next step and really make that position his. And now that he has, it almost feels like they've been expecting these five starters at the offensive line, maybe since spring ball.
1: Yeah. Well, it's always been Savion Bird's to lose. I just think that it's been a focus issue for him. Consistency, um, you know, and I'm talking consistency, not just assignment-wise on the football field. I'm talking about. Handling your business off the field, handling your business with your school work, all of that stuff. Think he's just—it's been a work in progress for him, and he's gotten to where he's—he's uh, he's a much more dependable player right now, which is a good thing.
2: Dylan Gabriel, quarterback one; uh, Jackson Arnold, quarterback two. Have you heard that? Oh, you
1: sound upset about that.
2: Well, no. I was actually going to lead into. Apparently, OU has the number six backup quarterback in college football this year. That's how late we are into the offseason is 24-7 was ranking the best backup quarterbacks heading into 2023. Garrett Nussmeyer of LSU at one. Uh, You have Brock Vandegrift at Georgia at number two. Interesting. Malik Murphy at Texas three. Uh, uh, Aiden Childs at Oregon State four. Devin Brown at Ohio State five. And then there's JFA himself at number six. That's why
1: Dad named you Joe Dirt instead of Nussmeyer. Is Nussmeyer what that name is in Joe Dirt?
2: Nunamaker. maker. Uh,
1: okay. I'm sorry. I didn't even hear the rest of the names after you said Nussmeyer. You are
2: thinking of maker?:
1: Yeah. maker. Well, it's hard to rate someone who's never taken a snap in college football as the sixth best backup, but um, clearly the kid has an incredible amount of talent. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him play uh, Saturday.
2: Yeah, well he going he going to play on Saturday. Brett made that pretty clear. Last night and uh well maybe much more today than uh than last night. Like there wasn't much hesitancy talking about him playing on Saturday. It's I, I think Levy even mentioned it yesterday that they don't want to put just put him in there. They want to put him in there in spots where he can be as ready as possible next season.
1: Yeah. What is
2: There's no, there's no, there's no quarterback battle this year, and it really feels like there's no quarterback battle even next year. Yeah, they they have uh, they have penciled in they they have put uh, Gabriel's quarterback one, and if there is a death chart for 2024, there is no or next to a Jackson Arnold's name at QB.
1: Well, I think that's a good thing. Um, There's a chance that if Jackson Arnold is the starter for a game this year it means things have gone bad and maybe we took a loss I don't know what Uh, maybe an injury that's not how you want it to play out hopefully he can get some good seat time uh, perhaps even be a piece of the offense in in some packages throughout the entire season even in games where it's not decided but you know what you want most is for him to to get good quality time, quality reps. Just continue to bring him on. You want him in pressure situations, but at least right now you don't want the season resting on his shoulders. Nine, so
2: nine one eight. Where is that kid that transferred from Texas? He's not on the depth chart. That is Brennan Thompson. I believe he got a little banged up uh, during training camp. Yeah. What
1: is your estimated time of arrival for Jackson-Arnold in the football game Saturday?
2: My over-under is... Hmm. My over-under is seven and a half minutes left in the second quarter.
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> or really? seven
2: and a half minutes in the... Or excuse me, seven and a half minutes in the second quarter, or... Five timeouts, no, three timeouts where we announce uh, National Merit Scholars <laughs> in, during the game. Take your pick.
1: Oh, man. I think, hmm, I'm assuming the offense is going to look good. I'm assuming they're going to be efficient. Better. I think they're going to go up and down the field. I think they're going to dominate the line of scrimmage, should be able to run the football really easily. I think. Jackson, Arnold, because of that, Gabriel's not going to get a whole lot of opportunities through the air. I think th- I think he comes in the second drive of the second half.
2: So, okay, yeah, well, it could, that could be like dead on balls accurate then.
1: I don't think this is a shoulder pads off walking around with the headset on for Dylan Gabriel. I, I don't think he's going to be Aaron Rodgers at a Jets uh, preseason game over there on the sideline in the first half. I think... I think they want to keep him engaged through halftime because you want to – it doesn't really matter what the score is. You want the halftime to be a working halftime, to treat it like the game's on the line. Go in, get some adjustments made, talk through some things, and then go execute that on the next drive. I think they'll probably do that with Gabriel. My bet is Jackson Arnold, second drive, second half.
2: Cherokee Sooner says he'll be announced during Kickin' for Chicken. I, I think that's a very good guess.
1: Mm. Nice.
2: Uh, 9 one our starting Cheetah from last year just got cut from an NFL roster. Much higher hopes for Justin Harrington, says J.G. Wentworth.
1: Well, let me just say this. There is no shame in getting cut from an NFL roster. Uh, it's very difficult to make it. Even really good players get cut sometimes, sometimes multiple times. Hopefully he finds a place or uh, maybe even XFL. I don't know. But I, I do think we're going to have – I've said it a bunch. The biggest single upgrade at any one position will be the Cheetah spot with Justin Harrington.
2: And back to uh, Braden Willis talking about uh, players in the NFL from – or players that OU last year in the NFL – he made the fifty-three. In case you missed it, for the Niners, that dude—that uh, dude's going to be around a while. He just—he just feels like a guy to me. And I know that George Kittle is in front of him, but he's—he's going to make it work somehow, be it in San Francisco or somewhere else. That I don't think that's a guy that plays one year in the NFL, doesn't make a fifty-three next year at a camp. Like he's—he's going to be around for. A while. There's just too many different ways you can use him. What
1: a pair! What year did uh, Kittle graduate here at Norman?
2: Okay, so his last year at Iowa, I think, was the year. Was his last year at Iowa 2015, I want to say? Because Iowa had that great year and went all the way to the Big Ten Championship game and lost to Michigan State. That was 2015. I think that was his last year there. So his last year at Norman High, are we talking like 2011 maybe?
1: Maybe. Maybe. 2011-2012,
2: 2011-2012, one of those two. He's
1: almost 30. He was born in 93. That's crazy. Wow. So, I guess he graduated. In, he was at Iowa 2012 to 2016. So, I guess he graduated Norman in 2012. How about that?
2: Are you saying huh. that uh, Braden Willis is the heir to the tight end no. position at the uh, at San Francisco?
1: No. I'm saying he's uh, going to be exactly what he was at Oklahoma. He's going to be a blocking back, and that is the best place in the NFL to go as an H-back, buddy. They use all kinds of personnel groupings, all kinds of uh, motions, shifts, multiple guys in the backfield. Uh, really good place for him to go. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit some things that caught my eye
0: next. OU and NFL camp updates are brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Neutral is an official sponsor of OU Athletics. Made only with vodka, seltzer, and real juice. Gluten-free with 100 calories and zero added sugar. It's the last seltzer you'll ever need to try. At Lander's CDJR of Norman, we are driven to serve. Make this the summer event with our best offers, like $9,000 off 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee L or lease a 2023 Jeep Renegade for 2 dollars a month. Lander's CDJR of Norman, driven to serve attention all sooner fans don't miss your chance to secure your seats for the 2023 oklahoma football season today season tickets start at 400 and being a season ticket holder is the only way to guarantee the best seats for all six home games for more information and to purchase tickets visit soonersports.com sports.com commit 23 that's soonersports.com sports.com commit 23 or contact the ouf
2: It is what caught Teddy's eye brought to you by Yala Ghazni Law. We'll tell you more about Yala Ghazni Law in just a moment. Let's just go ahead and get to it. Story number one is I've
1: only got one. Um, it's hard to go inside the mind of a criminal, but you know, one thing that should be on the top of every criminal's list is being able to blend in, uh, and being a six foot six tight end. Um, you stick out like a sore thumb. Did you see this Nebraska tight end, Eric Gilbert? Yeah, he was even throwing uh, the rock busted.
2: at the door like a football. It was, it was nice.
1: What do you need a bunch of vape stuff for? Come on, man. Seriously? I, there's got, at some point in your life, like maybe I get it to a, a certain degree, but it's not now whenever you're a football player in college. It's just dumb.
2: Yeah, what he started his career like he was the number five overall prospect in twenty twenty. Five star. Oh, he's an incredible end. athlete. Incredible athlete, man. Nebraska was really excited about getting him in the transfer portal, and I heard Matt Rule talking about it today. They, you know, they they used some resources to try to keep him out of trouble and keep him in line, and he just said today that it's. Disappointing and unfortunate that it, it it worked out the way that it did, but he's kind of ready to move on.
1: Ah, uh, I know it's um, it's such a waste. You just I don't. Sometimes it doesn't matter what position you put people in; they're just dead set on making. Nebraska really decisions. tried
2: to put an environment around him to keep him out of yeah. trouble, and he he did this all. Like, there's even video Uh, of the robbery last night and he doesn't even make it out of the building before the cops show up
1: yeah oh uh sorry i said that was my only one i that reminded me of the the other one we all remember the the big volleyball game for nebraska where they sold out the stadium gonna have ninety thousand people there that's tomorrow uh that's gonna be pretty cool they shut down school and i don't know if they're doing it the entire year with football but the thing I read said that the, the Board of Regents up there in Nebraska even okayed beer sales in the stadium for the volleyball game tomorrow.
2: Well, I know some OU fans, uh, select OU fans, were unhappy about not selling uh, alcohol at the game last year, and they mm. may have made a, a decision to leave at halftime uh, based on that and the score at the time. So glad to yeah. hear they are uh, finally catching up.
1: Priorities. All right, I Priorities. got a few.
2: Uh, what do you think about the Week 1 captains? Billy Bowman, Justin Harrington, McCade Mattire, Drake Stoops and Danny Stutzman. Any surprises um, out of the five?
1: Not not really. Great for, I, I think, good
2: for Justin Harrington, man. That's that's what stood out to yeah. me. I
1: mean, think about it. The kid jumped in the portal um, m- you know, made the decision to come back and doing so knew that he had to ditch his scholarship and and you know, work his way back, and he's done everything they've asked of him, and here he is, starting Cheetah position and a captain uh, for Game One. I I love that story. I think it's awesome.
2: Sork says he is going to make a Thursday decision for his backup quarterback. Who's he going to pick, Malik Murphy, or is he just going to go with Arch Manning, the five star from last year?
1: he's going with Arch Manning. Uh, What are we talking about here? He's doing everything he can. I don't know. Have classes started at the University of Texas yet? He probably doesn't want Malik Murphy to transfer before the – If so, Arch has
2: already uh, lost his student ID for the third time, I would guess. Yeah, Yeah, Malik Murphy, greatest third-string quarterback. Well, I guess Ohio State won a championship with the third-string quarterback. Yeah. Second-best third-string quarterback in college football history.
1: Yeah, it's pretty wild. The fact that he's stayed there as long as he has is shocking, but there's there's no way he's there after this season, right?
2: Uh, I wouldn't think so, man. I'm surprised he's there this season. 14 teams have a legit chance to reach the college football playoff, says CBS. 14 and 14 teams only. They are as followed. Clemson and Florida State in the ACC. Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State in the Big Ten. Notre Dame. Uh, you have USC, Utah, Washington, and Oregon out of the Pac-12. Bama, Georgia, LSU in the SEC. And Texas in the Big 12. No Oklahoma. OU does not have a chance to reach the college football playoff, according to CBS. Huh. This was, the, uh, this was from the same individual that picked OU for seven wins and to finish like ninth in the league. Barrett Salee last week.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, I noticed old Barrett Salee was first out of the gate uh, over week zero with a bunch of real bold predictions about what is and isn't going to happen. Yeah, I think that's um, his game. That's fine. Um. I guess. All right. Say whatever you want about Oklahoma, and I'll I'll hold us out of it. But don't you think it's dumb to not even have the reigning big 12 champion on the list at all with Kansas state
2: returning an entire uh, position unit that tends to be very important in football games. Yeah. I mean, I would absolutely include Kansas state in mind for sure. Yes.
1: Kansas state, uh, bring back. I think at least four out of five starters from a year ago, they got their quarterback, uh, back. They have, uh, you know, the philosophy in which they play makes them an incredibly consistent team. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have uh, if you're going to have USC in here, which I, I get it, USC has the Rainey Heisman Trophy winner, but they've got an incredible amount of flaws on that football team. So, if you're going to include USC, then. You've pretty much opened it up quite a bit to who can and can't make it.
2: A Milwaukee based sports bar called Jack's American Pub is running a promotion called Jets Lose, you win. The pub is pledging to cover all customers' tabs when the Jets and Aaron Rodgers lose this season. The bar is encouraging Packers fans to root against Rodgers and be rewarded with not only paying for free drink or and, and be rewarded for paying for free drinks whenever the Jets lose. Interesting. That's a that's a heck of a uh, it's 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 a gamble for sure. Old Jack's Americans Pub. They're going to be sweating it out. They just got Dalvin Cook recently. Good luck, man. Well, I mean,
1: the Jets are probably going to win a bunch of games. So, you know, if you can, if you can pack your place seventeen weeks with uh a huge amount of people drinking like there's no tomorrow because they think it's going to be free with the Jets losing. I mean, even if they – as long as they have a winning record, you're going to be okay. and You're going to probably come out on top.
2: I, but that uh, could get
1: hairy. I, I need to look at their
2: schedule and maybe make a trip up to uh, Milwaukee for a game. You know what I, I mean, mean? Think
1: about it. Aaron Rodgers is like 40 years old. He's had some injury problems. He's broken his collarbone like five times. He goes out there, takes a sack, sprains an ankle, breaks a collarbone, and he's not starting. That team looks totally different. Could rip off like three or four losses in a row.
2: I will be in Milwaukee on uh, uh, Christmas Eve, actually, when the Jets play the Commanders. I will be in Milwaukee when the Jets play the Texans on December 10th, when they play the Falcons at home on December 3rd and definitely November 12th when they play the Raiders. I feel like I'm going to drink for free uh, all four of those days. Just Originally
1: hunch. pronounced uh per Alice Cooper from Wayne's World.
2: I'm sure you knew so. that being up there in the Michigan area. By the way, yeah. uh, what caught Teddy's eye brought to you by Yalagosny Law, 405-800-8080. Yaleghazny Law, 405 800 there you All go. Right.
1: That's well, it. Let's wrap it up, and we'll come back and wrap up our number two here from Bad Daddy's Burger Bar, 2050, 24th Avenue, Northwest in Norman.
0: OU and NFL camp updates are brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Neutral is an official sponsor of OU Athletics. Made only with vodka, seltzer, and real juice. Gluten-free with 100 calories and zero added sugar. It's the last seltzer you'll ever need to try. At Lander Chevy Norman, we're feeling good. How good? With these final deals of the summer, you'll be feeling better than ever. That's right. This year's hottest savings are here. Right now, take up to $9,000 off MSRP. Premium lens.
2: Consider Panoptix, Vivity, or a light adjustable lens. The leading choices that can provide crystal clear vision and freedom from glasses. If you want to see far and you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. it's your Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. We had a text earlier in the show saying, I don't love the idea of Billy Bowman being on the uh, kickoff return team this year after what happened last year. And here's a quote from Brent Venables. I don't, I don't know if this is going to change their mind on it or not, but I, I love this quote from, from Brent when he was asked about that today. He was saying that Billy Bowman begs to be able to return kicks and there's no concern about him getting injured doing it. Quote, we lost five games by one score, so we're not in any position to say let's save him. Save him for what? End quote. Fair Rod. point. You lost five games last year, and uh, you did so by one score. What What? What do you say? All hands on deck. Yeah. Got to win now.
1: No, I mean, and, and that's true. Yeah. Um, I understand every side of it. I understand fans' reluctance. But you can't, in one hand, ask for special teams to be more effective and to have a bigger uh, impression on the game, and then, on the other hand, not want the best players to play on special teams you know I it's do you want them to be the best they can be or not just kind of how it is and if the answer is yes well then the best players are going to play and uh, the best players want to play you know it's it's one thing like if a player is out there, like, you get hurt whenever you're doing something that you don't want to do and you're not 100% invested It's in selling out. And, and that can happen to some players on special teams whenever you're a starter and you're on the kickoff-return team or you're on kickoff or punt-return or punt. But a returner, he, like, he, there's no reluctance with him at all. Like Coach said, he's begging to be out there.
2: Here's some good news. Ty from Bartlesville says some good news. Parker says Todd Bates is planning on being at Dominic McKinley's game as of right now on Friday for his commitment. Seems like good news. Well, McKinley is announcing at 3.30 on Friday, I guess before the game. Uh, yeah, Bates is making the journey down there. I would, I would say that that's a pretty, pretty decent sign. Man. It was thought to now. be Texas yesterday, and um, something has flipped here
1: is this kid um, is he firmly a five-star or is this one of those in a couple of publications he is and some he's not so I th-
2: rivals updated their 24 rankings last week the week before and he was outside the top 100 which like compared to the other services was a was a weird ranking outlier yeah yeah it was like the real outlier there so I maybe he's a four star with rivals but I, I think he's gonna be a a composite five-star by the time it's all said and done.
1: Well, if if that kid picks Oklahoma, I you've already heard some coaches kind of say it out there, but I'm telling you, if that kid picks Oklahoma, the country is going to notice
2: what's happening. Two in six days and one from Louisiana? Yeah, man.
1: Well, two in six days... Four in two years. Four five star defensive players in two years at Oklahoma, a place that, I mean, at best had a trickle over the last 15 years. I mean, maybe a guy here or there was a five star, and, you know, so, like, to all of a sudden have an onslaught of them like that, that's. That's big time. All right, quick time out. We got the final hour of The Rush coming up next here from Bad Daddies.
0: Nice. You're listening to the whole.